Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So welcome to the Syrup Cast. This is episode 77. Today I have the same cast of people that is often here. We have Rose. Rose Bahar, our dog. Very unimaginative nickname, but... Yet to come up with something better. <laughs> and Jessica's here as well. Hi, J-Cat, just as an imaginative <laughs> nickname. <laughs> and YouTube superstar Matt's here. Hello, what's up everybody? Matt's How's it going? Matt's <laughs> <Yes>, Airborne, airborne. <laughs> Her. So it's the summer, so uh, we had... Surprisingly, a relatively busy week this week. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool stuff, particularly iOS 10. iOS 10, that was exciting. The yeah. beta dropped. We were kind of not expecting it, although we did have it downloaded on a 5SE, yeah. which was cool, but like we didn't get to work with many of the 3D touch features. Yeah. Um, and then watchOS, I guess, will be coming soon, and we'll also be... We already have something written about that. So we'll be on that. S- sort of written, sort of planned, yeah. sort of written, we'll not totally done yet. So what were some of your favorite features in iOS 10? Um, I think what I really liked, I, first of all, I really liked the Apple Music revamp, and that's just something that I use a lot, Apple Music. Um, it simplified it and made it more attractive. Like you said, Pat, it does look like a spot, uh, Spotify yeah, it really does. more so now. Um, but yeah, like it's easier to find music. They've, they've cut out connect which was kind of a dumb idea of like a social platform within apple music that nobody was going to use because you're going to use your real social platform instead um so i like apple music i like i also like um today view the new today view i never used i never used the today view before right with the iphone so like it was totally new to me to actually experience it and play around with it but it was cool that you could drag stuff around right mm-hmm. and like put them in different locations i thought that was yeah. what is today, today view so today view is when you swipe all the way to the left and okay. you see that just like you were showing because matt now has a huawei p9 <laughs> that looks very much like ios uh, in terms pretty much of and um so anyway, yeah, you swipe to the to the left and you see kind of like news alerts, calendar, weather, that sort of stuff. And um, what it's done is it's changed from being something that nobody ever uses to something that people might actually use because it's simplified. It's just widgets now. And um, yeah, it's just sort of easier to, to read, more legible, I think. Yeah. Um, the widgets are bigger, which I think helps. Um, there are some cool widgets already, too, like uh, Transit App. It's a, a yeah. one that's yeah. uh, developed by a Montreal developer. And Apple always uses them as like their marquee, here's our new features, and here's this app running on these new features. Like They showed them off at the Apple Watch reveal. Um, and now they're doing the same thing with iOS 10. In that view, yeah. um, what's it called? Control Center? Uh, no, Today View. Today View. Apparently. Now it's called Today View. Okay, It's Control Center on the Mac, actually. I think that's what it is. Anyways, it's great. Like, you don't have to actually open the app. You just 
swipe left and yeah swipe yeah it would be swipe left and you actually get all of your routes like right away oh, wow. based on your GPS yeah. location you don't have to open the app yeah. or anything it, that's super, super handy yeah. Yeah. absolutely um, so I actually really like that but that and the and the camera now like from the lock screen the camera now opens if you swipe to the right maybe I'm saying this wrong maybe it's what <laughs> that's, no, that's why I like yeah, standard no, before you're, you're I was right. like I'm saying right, right left yeah, if you swipe had, right I'm assuming right. you it's yeah. actually yeah to the left yeah. so Anyway. You swipe somewhere and things happen. <laughs> tweet at Rose Bahar and let her know which one. <laughs> let her know she doesn't yeah. know left or right. Um, anyway, so you swipe to the side to open the camera rather than swiping up from that little dot in right. the lower right-hand corner. Um, so with those two things, swipe to unlock is now gone. Oh, I know. How do you feel about that, Matt? I think I'm fine with it. I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, and eventually it has to go away regardless, especially if they're rumoring to put like... Um, a fingerprint sensor in it in 2017. So I think it's going to be one of those things that yeah. end up in the past, just like the headphone jack. Like a fingerprint sensor <laughs> built into the screen? Yeah. Oh, like, that'd be so cool. That's the rumor for 2017 iPhone, right? Like they're waiting for 2017 to do like the big... Give, give you a fingerprint <laughs> sensor, but take away the headphone jack? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We're taking away the headphone jack, but we'll uh, give you a fingerprint sensor in the screen. We're just going to ruin your life first. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think the future is iris scanning. I'm done with fingerprint so? sensing. Yeah. Windows Hello. Right on the future. Windows Hello kind of does that already. Yeah, that's that's right. to have it. yeah, that's true too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some other cool stuff in iOS 10 that we didn't really get to try, like Home, which is going to be sort of the center of HomeKit-enabled devices and probably a precursor to Apple maybe launching their own voice-activated assistant at some point. Right. And We didn't really get to look at Siri integration yeah, or um, the, the messaging app store because those apps um like apple's not allowing anything to be released before ios 10 is fully released so there's no stickers available right there's stickers but just their stocks right and they look bad it's a very very limited amount they look kind of cheesy because they look they look neat when you're using them on the apple watch to a certain extent but when you blow them up and they're much larger you can search. They look like something from MSN Messenger in like 2005. They really do. Yeah. I just feel like the English language is taking another dive again. With like <laughs> now stickers and everything. Like it's oh, just getting worse and worse. It is kind of, yeah. 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 And we also figured out that if you send those stickers to Android, they show up as pictures. Big middle fingers. Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> big middle fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> Like, if right. you're doing the drawing thing and it's supposed to be a GIF, it's not a GIF. It's, right. It comes in as a picture, okay. the end drawing. So doesn't communicate too well with Android, but, I mean, I guess, what would you expect? Yeah, right. It's nice that they show up and they don't show up as errors, right? That's actually true. true. Yeah, it does send as an image, so. Yeah. It also could could be, like, we've, we've heard rumors a lot that um, messages could be coming to Android at some point. Which oh, would be yeah. a crazy move for Apple. I don't know how much. I think Apple has, pre- has rebuffed that. Yeah, though. I think he. Yeah, I, I remember like, listening to like a pod. Uh, um, what's called the Verge? Not the Vergecast. The other one with Walton. Yeah, Control Walt yeah. Delete, and mm-hmm. he said that like it's not happening. He spoke to one of the executives. Can't I don't see which one. So it's yeah. never happening. He says because um, iOS has like such a big user base, there's no real advantage for them to offer it on Android yeah. because they would just be losing. Yeah. Like iPhone users, yeah, because that's a lot. Like that's like that's like the main reason why a lot of iPhone users are not switching to Android is because of iMessage. Absolutely, and quite frankly, when I found out that Apple Music was available for Android, I was like, oh, so now I can go and use an Android. So that was kind of like because I actually really like Apple Music, 
and uh, so that almost uh, a thing where they're diluting. That exactly. Their, yeah. Their like, there's really nothing well. else that you can do on your. You can't do on Android. You can do on your iPhone except for iMessage. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So also this week. <laughs> yeah. Something else happened. Um, Patrick Pokemon became a hero. Became a wow. Hero. Uh, here to all Canadians that want to access Pokemon Go but are unable to, we did we did two guides one one for Android of how to essentially just how to install an APK, right. which I guess is something that a lot of people don't know how to do even though it's pretty like elementary and simple to us. Um, it did great on the site. We also did another one on how to get it for iOS right now because it's not available in the Canadian App Store yet, and it takes a few more steps and like a little bit of. Credit card trickery, okay. legal credit card trickery. You just right. have to trick their uh, iOS's, the App Store's um, country, country, and also like kind of make a fake U address, US address with your real credit card. It's, it's like very a, strange, but it works. Yes, pretty much, pretty much that, <laughs> yeah. but it works and it was great. Um, so I've been playing it for the last little bit, and it lives up to my expectations to a certain extent, and then it's kind of disappointing. <gasps> as well so tell us so what's so great about what's not so great about it uh so it's cool because it's a game that i always wanted when i was like a little kid playing pokemon um it's great to have it on a phone and i think it's become sort of a cultural phenomenon when i'm walking home in the evening i'm pretty sure that i can like yesterday for instance i and the game's not even out of canada i saw at least two or three people walking around um and this morning like on my way in on the go train the guy beside me was playing it and i saw someone almost walk onto the train tracks it was playing oh Oh, jesus Um, so the way that it works is it's augmented reality and i think it's also cool that this is going to be a lot of people's first experiences with augmented reality so that they know what it actually means so the way the way the game actually plays is um you're given like a zoomed out um i guess caricature version of google maps to a certain extent because i think it uses the google maps api and around the world there's like pokestops and there's gyms and when you're walking you'll randomly see pokemon on the screen and if you tap on it on the screen it then shows up in the real world that's cool and you use your camera and you have to point around to find it um and then you shoot pokeballs at the pokemon to try to <laughs> yeah. <catch> it. <laughs> it sounds really silly but it's there's something uh Serious. i find fascinating about doing that in the real world mm-hmm. like actually physically walking to a pokestop and flipping the switch and having all these pokeballs come out and you grab them and, or like finding yeah. a rare pokemon in different areas like if you're near the water water pokemon show up yeah. if you're in the grass grass pokemon show up supposedly no one's confirmed it yet but if you're near like historic landmarks or uh huge population centers uh rare pokemon will show up so there's a lot of stuff that people haven't I think that's so cool and that's what I like about augmented reality is that it's actually a type of technology that can get us outside. Yeah, they can cool. get us walking, keep us active. While staying connected. Yeah, yeah. while staying connected. Yeah. Like it's a lot less insular than a lot of other types of tech or you know, being on the internet or being in virtual reality. That's true. It's I true. guess with virtual reality options you can play that in your living room as and I don't think there's really any other way mm-hmm. to access virtual reality, but when you're playing with augmented reality devices, you can actually go outside and be active, like you said. Yeah. So. I like it. I think it has real potential. And you can see the world around you, too, yeah. right? Like, VR is a very closed-off experience, mm-hmm. but with... Like, this game doesn't really have any multiplayer features. Like, you can't battle other people mm-hmm. um, in the traditional way that you can in other Pokemon games. Uh, but the way it works is you, you 
go to a gym. So there's gyms located. There's actually one right across the street from our office. Amazing. So on my way in today, I was like a little bit late because I had to stop at the, <laughs> the augmented reality gym um, and try to beat the other guys' Pokemon. Cool. So the battle system, it's it's not the same way that it, it works in the games. You like you actually have to physically dodge your Pokemon around and like tap on the screen to attach the other one to to attack the other one, and it's like a one-on-one sort of battle. Um, so like hardcore. Pokemon fans on the internet are complaining about that, but I think it works. Like, because this isn't—I think people forget that this is like a casual game, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, on your mobile phone. It's not like you're carrying yeah. out a powerful PC to do this. Um, and I think I think it works for what it is. Yeah. So tell us, have you caught them all? I've not caught them all. I think I have like thirty Pokemon. Uh, that's pretty good. I've been catching them. Like, I went for a walk last night to go to a specific to a specific <laughs> gym to catch a specific Pokemon. <laughs> um, but mostly, I've been playing it uh, to and from work. And like I'll stop at the same places, and you're starting to. See, I'm starting to see like the same people too. Like if you take over a gym and you make it yours because you won the battle, a couple hours later the same guy that you beat will be back. Oh really? Yeah, the guy across the street. This could get contentious. I last night because I leveled up enough to access gyms, I beat him, and then uh, this morning when I came back, it was the same guy. Oh my gosh, like violence. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's kind of like Foursquare. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like Foursquare in that sense yeah. too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's been a yeah. cool thing. So I guess augmented reality could also help you get into real fights with real people. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> Punch augmented. Do you think that um, augmented reality could eventually surpass uh, virtual reality in terms of intrigue on the user level? I think that eventually VR and augmented reality will be the same thing. Okay. Um, I think the technology is going to become so mixed and intertwined that there won't be these two like categories anymore and it'll sort of be this mixed reality kind of deal like you'll play a game and sometimes maybe the whole room will be blacked out and you'll be inside the experience but then other times it'll interact with the world around you like hololens does you know what i would actually predict that they would remain two separate yeah. things i would think so just because it's like you said kind of well from what you've uh, explained of virtual reality it's like a very different experience right um uh, an experience that almost feels a bit like trans-like or drug-like, where you're yeah, in yeah. a different world, and I think a lot of people don't want to leave that alternate world. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I have, I have the vibe right now. I have one at home. Mm-hmm. We're lucky enough to get our hands on one. I've been spending like the last two weeks building a PC, which is a new experience for me because I don't know that much about PC gaming or PC architecture and hardware. I've learned a lot in like yeah, in, so in two weeks. Like yeah. I know I've probably learned more than I like in my entire life in this last little bit. Um, but yeah, I have it up and running now. I finally got it working again, and I have the Vive, and I've set the Vive up in my tiny apartment, and I've used the the room scale technology. And there's a there's a lot of cool things about it. But um, I think we talked about this on CanCon a bit. There's like this weird thing where I, I don't have a, an HTC rep around like telling me that my time's up and I have to go so I can play it for as long as I want, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this one particular game, uh, the name escapes me right now, that I was playing. And uh, it's, like, it's kind of like Zelda. You have a sword and you have a shield and you're fighting skeletons and you're actually physically walking around in room scale moving up to these enemies. Oh, it's wow. very immersive and you totally forget where you are. Um, and so there's issues with room scale. Uh, the fact that my, my apartment's tiny, I'll end up walking into the wall. I know the, the um, chaperone system's there, but you forget about it and you end up punching the wall or something like that. <laughs> which uh, there's a few like minor dents in my wall that I hope my landlord doesn't, doesn't see when I move. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. But one of the things that I talked to Rose about uh, before the podcast started was 
it's like this jarring thing when you've been in a virtual reality experience for like an hour and a half and you come out of it. It's almost like sensory overload, moving to yeah. know a sensory overload. And you were comparing it to sort of like drugs. Yeah. Like, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I really made that a very heavy metaphor yeah. during our previous <laughs> podcast. But I think it's interesting because Pat was saying like this feels like it changes the chemistry of my brain right. a little bit. Because you are in a different reality, you're experiencing something else, and then you get this kind of letdown when you're outside. Yeah, I, I like sat. I felt like physically, or not physically, but mentally exhausted. Yeah, that's how yeah. I felt too. Mm-hmm. And I like sat on the couch and I didn't want to do anything. I was like so tired. And all I did was play a game and like swing my arms around for a little bit, right? Yeah. It felt like I did way more than I actually did. Yeah. And then you just, you just sat there in a weird mood. Yeah. I sat there in a weird mood, like staring at my phone, like this is weird. Yeah. But yeah, it, it works great. It's not that hard to set up it's there's obviously a ton of steps but like the syncing process is great um valve and uh and htc have come up with like a really cool simple step-by-step process where they describe every component of the thing as you're going through it the videos and like all kinds of tips and stuff like that um and setting it up after the whole pc hardware nightmare was actually like relatively easy but i think the 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 thing now is like the software has to catch up with the hardware Right. Like, there's cool games out there. Um, like, I played this one called Selfie Tennis, where you're literally playing tennis with yourself. You throw a ball in the air, and you, you smack it, and then you show up at the other side, and then you smack it back to yourself. And it's it's crazy, because you're, like, literally in this tennis court, and you can walk around it and see things. Um, and then there was that uh, game that I was talking about before, where you're, it's like kind of like a first-person Zelda sort yeah. of thing. Um, there's a ton of other games that I've tried that are like little demos and things like that, but that's that's sort of the running theme is that everything kind of feels like a demo yeah. or a short 15-minute adventure experience. Right. Um, like there's this Vancouver developer uh, that's making a game called Call of the Starseed or something like that. It's a horrible name, um, but the game's kind of like the games that you like to play, Rose. Yeah. Like old-school adventure games, adventure like games. narrative kind of deal. Yeah. And you're actually in this world... And you, you you solve puzzles. Like, I'm picking up tapes and, like, opening up a tape deck and actually putting the tape inside it and listening to it. Oh, that's cool. And then so learning what cool. to do next. I think right now, with the limitations in terms of, like, hardware and developers knowing what they're able to do with the tech, I think that's the type of experience that works the best in, in VR currently. So what are some of the pitfalls that you've experienced? Some of the pitfalls? Apart from bashing your, your fist into so the, the wall. So the PC hardware <laughs> stuff was a nightmare. Like, I have a really old CPU that was probably just good enough to run most games uh, on the minimum settings. I have a better one now, um, and I haven't tried it yet. I set it up at 11 o'clock last night. It finally got, got working, and I was like, okay, I'm going to bed now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to touch this anymore. So I'm going to try it out tonight. Um, but I think, I think that's the big problem right now is you need, you need a high-end PC. You need a lot of money. Right. To, to upgrade your PC or to buy a new PC or to get a VR ready yeah. laptop or whatever. And that, How much were you estimating it would be to to make yeah. one? It's like for all the for the system plus making so the for PC. the for the Vive it's a thousand two fifty, which is a crazy amount right. of money. That's and if you get the amount. Oculus, which the Oculus Rift, which is going to have room scale, I think four months or so. Like there's touch controllers coming out. Mm-hmm. And it's going to release its own base station cameras. Um, I think. It's about nine forty Canadian right now. It's a little better. Which is a little yeah. better, right? But the vibe is a much 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. More immersive experience because it has that room scale and I think that's where VR is going. But like on top of that cost, then you're also, you, you need a computer, right? And you can either do what I did and buy or, or get specific parts to upgrade your current computer if you have one that's capable of doing that, which a lot of people won't. There's a very small amount of people in the world that have high-end high-end PCs, um, and if you want to go out and buy one, it's going to cost you somewhere between like a thousand, five hundred, two thousand dollars. Maybe you can get one a little cheaper. It's cheaper now, just because like yeah. AMD's recent yeah, car and then, now Nvidia just announced the 1060, which the is 1060. like two fifty. Yeah. So you can probably build one for like a thousand bucks if yeah. you're like smart about it. But if you're going to buy like a pre-built system, you're looking over a thousand. Yeah, I think those <laughs> I think those graphics cards are like big big game changers. Yeah. The 1060 yeah, sure. and the RX 480. Um, I know the RX 480s had like uh, power power consumption issues. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. They, they released a, uh, a uh, firmware update for it. I think last night actually. Um, but yeah, they're, they're cheaper. They're much cheaper. You can get an RX 480 in Canada for three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, that's really good. And that sounds like a lot of money, but in the world of PC hardware and like mm-hmm. PC gaming, that's like yeah. ha- half the price, yeah. sometimes yeah. a third of the price of a card that would have done the same thing a year, two years ago, right? Yeah. So it's a it's a huge. And that's usually the most expensive thing you put in your PC. Oh, by far, so. by far the most expensive yeah. thing. And I feel like you're leaving out a critical element, a critical flaw to this whole system that you've spoken about what is it? at length. I don't the know. sweat. Oh, the oh, sweat. sweat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, just, I really want you to talk about it because yeah. it's just like something that people probably won't talk about. Yeah, and I, and, and I didn't even really talk about this on GameCon. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that people don't realize, and I at first thought that it was only uh, an issue with the demo stations, right? Like, I remember the first time I tried the vibe, I put it on, and, like, someone's sweat was dripping into my eyes. And it was, like, it's one of the most disgusting things ever, but it was also one of the coolest, most amazing, magical... Like, I'm I'm in uh, tilt brush drawing my name and stuff like that, so I quickly forgot about it. But then when I took it off, I was like, oh, my God, it's brutal. So it's not just when you're playing it in the summertime in a hot demo room that HTC set up. Like, even if you're in your apartment and you have the uh, air air conditioning pumping... You're still going to like. You're still going to sweat a lot when you're playing it because you have a screen strapped to your face, right? Mm-hmm. And at least with the Vive, I think the Oculus, the material of the, um, I don't know what they call it, the liner. The material of the liner is a little less absorbent, but with the with the Vive, it's like a sponge. So like you play, <laughs> you're playing a game where it's really physical and you're moving around. You play for an hour, you're going to sweat a lot, and you're going to take it off. <laughs> And it's gonna feel wet, and you're gonna have like a. Just squeeze that sponge out in the sink. Like give it to the next person. Yeah, and then like if you have friends over there, they want to try it, right? Cause, yeah. Because that's I think a lot of people that are early adopters they want to show their friends, show their, their cool stuff that they have. Um, and I think that's something that's gonna be a huge issue. That I want to look at it at some point because I know there's options out there. You can get like liners for them that go over top of them, like like those toilet seat things, yeah. like the same idea as that. Yeah. Um, and there's also ones that are like. Uh, they have more of a rubber, not not rubber, but more of a, 
like a vinyl coating sort of thing over top of them so that they don't uh, absorb as much. So there's options out there. Mm-hmm. But right now, like if you go out and buy live, you're getting a sponge that you're going to strap to your face. It's just going to get <laughs> covered in sweat. You like one of those things that a dentist where, like sucks your saliva and just sits in your, <laughs> sits in your mask. That might be the solution. I wish there was a fan in it. Like a fan that's cool. constantly, yeah. but you guys are saying that that might dry your face out. Dry your eyes out. Dry your eyes out. Blowing cold air on your eyes. So I, I don't know what the solution is. I, I really don't know what it is, but it's definitely like a problem, especially yeah. like at a demo place where yeah. like you're getting all this bacteria from someone else uh, on your face. Oh yeah. yeah. Jess, any ideas? What's the solution to this sweat problem? This sweaty uh, issue? Uh, <laughs> is it fans? There is a solution is right now. Maybe do it in a really cold room. <laughs> That's what I tried to do. I like, yeah. I like put the air conditioning to like I think seventeen degrees or something, so it was just blasting, and because it, it, it's such a physical thing. Right. It's not like the Wii where you're just flapping your arms around. You're actually moving and like mm-hmm. crouching and standing, and it's because of the rim scales tracking what you're doing. So I, I just don't. <laughs> it definitely is. I, I just don't think there's a way. Well, at least not right, not right now. Wow, the screen is so big. Yeah. So, Rose. Yes. You also have a very cool device that you wrote about this week. Oh, that's right, the Samsung Gear Fit Two, and Matt, you have it on right now. Yes, I do. Yeah. No, I I really enjoyed this. I wrote a review about it, and um, I liked it a lot as a fitness wearable. First of all, it's so comfortable. Um, very it's comfortable. very light. Unlike it, kind of looks like the Microsoft Band. But unlike the Microsoft Band, it doesn't have the battery and the clasp sort of digging into your arm. It doesn't give you a rash like the Microsoft oh. Band gives to me. <laughs> and um, I found the, the screen really, really nice. So yeah. obviously super AMOLED. Um, but like the clarity, clarity of it made it feel like a bigger screen. Don't you find? When yeah. you looked at it, you're, you're like, I have more space here than I think I would. Yeah, when I first got it, I was like, I don't really like the way the screen looks, but then mm. it all makes sense. Like, the yeah. way it curves around your wrist makes it feel like you're not wearing anything like you mentioned, That's right? right yeah. And yeah, because it's super AMOLED, it's just, it's nice. Like, it just Very touch-responsive. Yeah, very touch-responsive. Yeah. I actually like it better than the Gear S, too. I'm going to try yours this week. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah, no, it's actually, I was telling Matt that it was so comfortable, I actually did sleep in it a couple of times, yeah. and uh, when battery life allowed. Um, the battery life, I don't think it was as good as they promised, but it was okay. still pretty good. What were you getting? I haven't so I got two days okay. of moderate use, and then another day if That's I used it on the yeah. battery saving mode. Like, okay. you know, so another day of battery saving mode. Although, who really wants to be on battery saving no, mode? No, nobody does. So, no. yeah. But it'll last for about three days if you count that. So it's still better than like a regular smartwatch, because yeah. most of them barely last a day or two, right? Oh, so, yeah. No, so that's good. good. The 360 is like a day... Bit. Yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah. And if that's if you have it set up so that the screen's off. Like if you have it set up so it's always on, it's not even gonna last a day. It'll yeah. die yeah. before like you're right. done work. Yeah. I mean I personally think, you know, like fitness wearable should last at least a week. But because right. because it's pretty this one's pretty much a smartwatch, I understand it's, why it yeah. lasts three to four days, but I still think that's good. It was right? giving me a lot of the functionalities that I like about my Apple Watch, like just notifications yeah. of emails and text messages and so like Honestly, that's all that I really get from my Apple Watch right, right. now. Right, so most people buy a watch for now. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. nothing really special yeah. to use on your watch no, besides that. Not many that, apps so. that are yeah, yeah crazy. Exactly. Um, I was, I guess, maybe unfairly disappointed by um, the water resistance level. Okay. Um, it's not totally waterproof. 
It's definitely not totally waterproof. Okay. But I know that IP68 is just water resistant. Okay. But um, essentially, it, it, like that, IP68 means that it's not tested with the um, like spurting water test. Like so, uh, can only have spray. pressure. So, so it's, flowing it's just, water. It's yeah. tested in the one where you dunk it down to a certain level. 1.5 meters. Exactly. Yeah. 1.5 meters. So, um, and also it was only te- uh, tested within a certain heat range. Uh, okay. So, like, showers are out. That's really? what I was wondering, oh. if showers are out. But yeah. I know that some testers, like, did use it in the shower, but it's definitely not, like, recommended by Samsung. And that's disappointing. Like, I think that's yeah. the same yeah. as the, the Apple Watch. It's, like, waterproof to a certain extent, but you can't like put flowing water on it or something mm-hmm. like that because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, there's yeah. two different like I know with one of the Sony phones um, they did both tests so like the Sony devices are some of like the most truly yeah. waterproof because they did the dunk test and the spurting water test um, I can't remember which one but the Z5 it's totally Z5. waterproof I think so is that I assume the Z3 I think all the Z3 the X is yeah. as well the X performance is waterproof too yeah um, so there's that, but, and then the only other issues that I had, I guess the design, I found like a little too sporty for me. Yeah, it's very sporty for sure. Like this is not like a watch you're going to take to go out for a nice dinner and like, you know. I might, I might take it out to a nice dinner actually. Yeah? You're yeah. going to be that person? Yeah, if I, that? especially if I was in San Francisco, you know, because yeah. like, you know, you have a certain vibe, like if you're in a techie city. Well, that's different, like, yeah. You know. But I mean, if you're going like your first date, Okay. Oh my god! I need to impress him. I'm extremely technical and extremely. Well, then you wear then you wear three watches. Right. <laughs> yeah, and he, he just runs the other way. Um, I I don't like what I really didn't like though was the the watch face design. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing special. There's nothing cool. Like yeah. I I look through the different types and the um, default one is the one I use the most. Like yeah, that's exactly. Like the best one. So would you recommend it to someone who's looking for a fitness band? Yes. And, and a smartwatch, does it work as both, or is it sort of better at one thing? I think it does work as both right now, but, like, uh, smartwatches are getting better and better. And like we'll the Pebble, see, the new Pebble. Yeah, and, like, with the Apple Watch, yeah. hopefully there's going to be just uh, you'll see a lot of improvements with the new OS. And, um, yeah, like, it, I think that uh, smartwatches are going to evolve far past the point that this Gear Fit 2 is at. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, for right now, it does what the rest of them do exceedingly well. Yeah, like it does. And for such a good price. Yeah, I mean, you get all the sports stuff which you, mm-hmm. most people want out of a fitness wearable and you get the most important thing that you get from a regular smartwatch mm-hmm. which is notifications. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. Yeah. At least for now. I mean, right. it seems more and more like the fitness and the smartwatch are going to be rolled into one anyway. Right, yeah, yeah, it's yeah of true, exactly. Oh, one thing that we didn't mention, four gigs of internal storage, how do you like that? Pretty good. Which is people. great for a smartwatch. Yeah, and GPS. It's pretty, it's and GPS. Yeah. How, how easy is it to put something on it, though? Like music? Um, per, very easy. You just drop, you can like drop it on via Wi Fi or Bluetooth. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, from your from your Android device. And it'll work with any Android device, oh, cool. yeah. um, not just the the Samsung devices. Yeah, as long as you download the Gear S2 yeah. app or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think that the GPS would be even more useful on a watch than it would be on your phone. Yeah. Because I think that it's easier to just look at your watch and figure out where you're going to go instead of having to take your phone out. Yeah, Google exactly. Map oh, it has built-in GPS. I, I don't, yes. it, doesn't have a, it doesn't have a map app. I looked really hard, and if I didn't... Okay, yeah, I, honestly, I've only really been wearing it for like two days, so I'm probably like the wrong person to ask. See, that's but the I, one I thing, did see like a GPS thing. thing. It, de- it definitely has a GPS, okay. but I think it uses it to tell you, like, how far you've run. Oh, I see. Um, more like that. <laughs> so, right. I, so if I was using an Apple, sure like, 
map my map my run or whatever, could I leave my phone at home and go run with this, come back and it would sync and know that I think it does. Like that's, it does. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's what it does. Because people yeah. don't want to take their exactly. their smartphone. Like and it connects to Wi Fi too, so like if you don't have your phone there, mm-hmm. that's huge. Spotify. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that is important. Although I did have to bring my phone with me on runs because I, I use a streaming platform for my music. Right, same here. Yeah. <laughs> my phone yeah. still has to come. Yeah. You need the Pebble Core. Oh, <laughs> I do. Because it's got the 3G connection. That's right. You can just stream like that. So yeah, I, I think that's a good place to end it so that we can keep this one nice and short and concise. Oh, um, we got our shout-outs, Yeah, man. D- does anyone have any specific shout-outs? Rose. Shout-out <laughs> to... <laughs> Under the bus. <laughs> um, I have to think of mine. So yeah. you can do it, and then I'll think of mine. When you in it. My shout-out is to, I guess, Canadians traveling to Cuba, or who are in Cuba. Watch out, because if you're on Rogers, you are not going to be covered under Rome Like Home starting on the 12th. So cancel your vacation. Cancel your vacation, vacation come back home. <laughs> the best yes. option for a travel plan is yeah. gone. And you don't, like, I was, I kind of thought it was unfair that people who maybe, you know, went to Cuba before this was announced and are staying there past the date. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, well, it's, it's just, yeah, they, they lose their plan. So um, it's not like you can't then get another one of their, their plans, but their other plans are really crappy in comparison yeah, to run like home. Yeah. So um, if that's something you're factoring into the price of your vacation, you know, so kind of a bummer. Really? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a bummer. It's going to be another yeah. 50 bucks or so for a little 100 megabyte. I, no, I'm true. not saying that's not actually what it has, but it's usually right. around stuff like that. Um, and so the answer that they, or the reason they gave was that the Cuban operator's network was too stressed out by the roam like home usage right and so i thought that was strange because you know well why now why not before canadians have always been able to travel to cuba so you know there shouldn't be any real difference um but pat has a theory about that i was thinking yeah i think it has to do with the u.s embargo uh no longer being present in 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 cuba um and i think it's like private enterprises moving in there and i I, like i obviously have nothing to confirm this no i know but i think i think that there'll be some kind of a deal with verizon rather than the uh, canadian telecoms and then the canadian telecoms are gonna have to go through verizon to offer roaming like they do in the states i'm just guessing absolutely no idea i just assumed that verizon was able to cut uh Cuba cell, I think that's what it is there, a, a, a better deal of some mm. sort, and that's, that's why I mean, going. yeah, it sounds like it could be that, could be. we don't know. So where can everybody find you on Twitter? Oh, at Rose Bahar, B-E-H-A-R, like Joy Bahar from The View, just in <laughs> oh, case that's a good way anybody to didn't know. <laughs> Any relation? No, no relation. <laughs> no. We're just See. two sassy Jewish women <laughs> living our lives in media. <laughs> So do you have any shout-outs, Jessica? Uh, yeah, I do have a shout-out. This is a bit of a boring one, I guess, but um, the Ontario government recently approved an insurance option for ride-sharing that allows Uber drivers to be insured from the moment they turn the app on to the moment they turn it off, and it offers options for vehicle owners and passengers as well. And this kind of comes after a similar insurance option was passed in Alberta by Intact Financial, IFC, I believe. And um, though it seems like they've been trying to get ride sharing insured for a little, for a really long time now, it was a really big obstacle to having it legalized, and it was one of the requirements that um, 
that um, ride sharing companies had to include a certain amount of insurance. I believe the number was two million dollars mm-hmm. of insurance to maintain and sustain if they were going to operate. And prior um, after that happened, um, it was uh, something in the insurance regulation changed to allow companies to provide insurance for them. So a shout out to the Ontario government yeah. for allowing that. I think that's really interesting because they had that was such a big issue where certain Uber drivers were saying that they got into accidents, that the, the company was leaving them high and dry. Yeah, exactly. They were forced to uh, use their own personal personal insurance I mean, to that's cover brutal. that. And if this is their job that they're doing up to 20 hours Insane. or more a week, then they really do need some kind of coverage for that. Absolutely. I think you're going to see that roll out in way more regions yeah. that Uber's available to. Ontario's um, just the next one. Yeah, Alberta sure. was the first, Ontario's the next, and it'll keep bouncing around. So where can our readers find you on Twitter? Uh, at Jessica Vomero, that's V-O-M-I-E-R-O, I before E. <laughs> so, totally unique, no other totally celebrities. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Yes, I am not named after anyone. Cool. So. <laughs> you are the first of your name. That's true. That they might say. My, go for your shout-out. My shout-out right. shout goes to Huawei because I've been reviewing a lot of their products lately, and I'm really impressed with the construction of their products. Like, it's really high-end. And if they ever come to Canada with, like, their top-of-the-line stuff, or the U.S., or North America in general, like, they're going to, like, really bring the pain to these other companies. Because, yeah. like, I, it's ridiculous. It's actually really good. And that's the, the 6P that you're holding? So right now I'm holding the Huawei P9 Plus. P9. Yeah. So this Not is one of the, like, crazy cameras. This is their high-end flagship phone right. in Asia. So I was lucky enough to get my hands on it and play with it. It's really, really impressed so far. I mean, besides this software experience, it's pretty terrible, but... Like, the phone runs well, beautiful hardware. And I think we should also mention, like, all the stuff that's going down in the States with the shootings and stuff. Absolutely. And, uh, we should all be, feel kind of blessed that we live in Canada. I mean, there is racial profiling here, but, um, you know, I just hope something gets figured out soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, because it's... it's travesty. It's, it's yeah. insane, and, uh, yeah, something needs to be, be done. done. Yeah. I just feel like we should mention it because we always talk about the nice things on our podcast. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, sometimes it's, like good to like acknowledge that there's some bad stuff going on yeah oh, absolutely yeah, black lives matter yeah exactly and you can find me uh, at Ma- Matt Mona is exactly how it's spelled using two T's not one for those of you that think that you spell Matt with one T I don't like you I'm just kidding I love you <laughs> <laughs> and, your, your awesome YouTube and you can also find me on YouTube at Matthew Mona's one that's the number one Number one, not that I'm implying I'm number one. Just, just someone else took it. No, but we're implying that though. So oh, thanks, okay. guys. You guys are the best. <laughs> so my shout out is a little bit more lowbrow. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I, I would like to send a shout out to Greg Bergoon, who is the gym leader at the park across the street with his hypno that I'm currently looking at. That's like sitting there with its little watch mocking me. Oh my god! I'm, I'm gonna come for him. You're coming for Greg at lunch. And I'm gonna meet his hip now. I think this is more of a warning than a yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna take back that gym. It's gonna be mine. Every day I'm gonna make sure that it's mine. You get him, Patrick. Look out, Greg. Greg. We'll hear more about this. You're listening, Greg. Podcast. Oh, you are. We'll get a Greg Bergune update. Patrick's coming for you. Yeah, that's that's the that's the end of the surfcast for this week. Thanks a lot for listening. Take See care, ya. everybody. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.